0: You
1: start. I'm starving. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, we're back for another creator's chat. Um, we are doing this one sort of on writing. Hmm. Um, this is November, obviously, so it is National Novel Writing Month. NaNoWriMo. Nano NaNoWriMo. Which
0: is the first time both of us have ever kind of even contemplated doing it, right? Oh, I've or contemplated it. it. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I've, no, I've fantasized about doing this, like, for a decade or something. Aww, um, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and we're still not doing it. Just as, we, like, before, like, the people go crazy and they're like, oh my god, you're not following the rules. We're not following the rules, and we know we're not following we're the rules.
0: We're writing our own rules.
1: We are <laughs> Rai Ru.
0: What? Rai Ru. <laughs> no, no, Rai Ru. <laughs> write your sound own so rules. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, no. I'm going to start my own. I don't start like my it. my own website. Honey, all I you do <laughs> is
1: write your own rules all month long. That's
0: your life, honey. Yeah, um,
1: just write your own.
0: Anyway! So, um, yeah, we're writing a lot
1: this month. We are not painting very much at all. No, we've both um, prioritized
0: writing for this month. So, I believe the actual guidelines, the whole point of the challenge is to, over the course of November, write 50,000 words, which is about a novel length. Uh, so, the average is uh, 1,667 words per day. Um... And we are basically, we've kind of amended our own rules for this. So for me, my goal is 40,000 on my existing novel, which was standing at about 33,000 at the time. So for me, it was trying to propel the story forward. Right. Uh, For you, you actually did a similar thing uh, because you have an existing book too.
1: Sort of, yeah. So I did something existing because I'm working on, obviously, a former project. But my goals are also lower than yours are, for instance. Not (laughs) much. No, they are, by a fair bit. Like, I'm only trying to do 30,000. So, obviously, up. real NaNoWriMo Na- 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 is 50, you're doing 40, uh, realistic, you'll probably do more. Uh, and I'm going to just do 30. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm writing nonfiction, and this is specifically a fiction writing thing. Yes. Uh, so, I'm breaking that rule, too.
0: It's much easier, maybe, in my opinion, to just, like, nonsense write through fiction that its right. nonfiction. non-fiction. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, so... I guess let's start with talking about our projects. I know we mentioned them a little bit in our last episode, but uh, it's probably a good idea to at least go over what we're doing.
0: Yeah, OK. Uh, so I'm writing a fantasy novel called The Sum of Our Deeds. Um, and at the moment, it's still in the first draft phase. And But like this challenge this month has made it, since the last time I spoke, it's like doubled in length nearly. Yeah. And uh, so suddenly it's taken on quite a substantial form, which is really exciting. I'm hoping to have the first draft completed by the end of the year, uh, which means hopefully this is my internet promise to get it sort of published next year sometime. Yeah. So uh, that's all very exciting. Yeah. And you? So, so, oh. No, no, no. Oh, no, still me. no, you're not oh, no. Done. You, can't, you
1: can't just say it's a fantasy novel. <laughs> that's you have to give a little bit more than that.
0: Are you making me do an elevator pitch? Yeah. <laughs> I just got like my, my hat on and... Hey, guys. Well, yeah. Um, so basically, I'm uh really interested in kind of small-scale fantasy and kind of ethics, right and wrong, Um, I didn't really fancy writing kind of the big epic battles and fantasy and stuff and magic and I mean there is magic in mine but Um, I didn't really feel myself drawn to political battles. I was much more interested in personal politics about how people deal with politics and Mm. good and evil and right and wrong on a day-to-day basis. Um, So my story is kind of an exploration of how our perception of what is right and wrong and who is like good and bad changes, um, and how we can kind of adapt to that and try and be best we can be. Mm-hmm. Um, is that is that good enough? Yeah, yeah. You have your ele- elevator pitch.
1: Can you at least say a little bit about your main character? Ava. So
0: go. I drew her. Uh, I've drawn her a couple of times now. Um, mm-hmm. She comes from a little village called Chiam. And she has this like perfect, idyllic, tropical life that I wish mm. I had. She basically just lives by the beach and makes jewellery for a living and totally mm. self-implanting in there. But um, she basically is kind of thrust, of course, because it's a fantasy book, thrust yes. from her perfect, idyllic yes. village life. Um, and when her mum commits suicide unexpectedly, it's quite grisly and awful. And basically they had this lovely village life and no one knows why the hell this happened. Um, and basically she finds out that the politics of her village are governed by a far-off... Government that she's mm. never even dealt with, mm. and she basically gets to go off with them and try and find out what happens to her mom. Mm. But along the way, there's a lot of kind of stuff that happens that makes her question her understanding of everything about mm. the way that she was brought up and things like nice. that. So should be good. Yeah, I hope so. so
1: next <laughs> summer, right? I'm hoping.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think yeah. we're going to be looking into it. I'm hoping to have the kind of the book complete, finished writing uh-huh. by kind of early next year uh-huh. um, and then we'll kind of look into i'm thinking of self publishing because i'm too lazy to go through the publisher route
1: <laughs> no you're too independent thank you just yeah t- take, just <laughs> take the positive spin on it all i like this yeah. i'm gonna upsell this yeah.
0: i want total control over the process i yes. want to make sure it's the highest quality project you can yes. possibly get so. um no middlemen exactly uh, yeah. yeah yeah so self-publishing that's a yeah. whole road i'll have to go down at some point that would be fun uh i'm sure it will be i'm sure it'll be a blast but uh, I'm kind of doing one thing at a time at the moment, which means furiously focusing on writing and not thinking about any of the logistics, yeah. <laughs> but, but we're getting there. Yeah. And as of today's word count, it's 50, hit 58,000 today, hmm. um, wow. so it's progressing. Wow. Oh, wow, that's great. I feel good about it. Yeah. It feels nice. I, I do. I get like a massive like pleasure kick out of watching the word count grow. I think oh, it's yeah. so much more quantifiable than art and things like that that i'm used to and i sit down and write and i can actually see how much i've done i can scroll back through my pages i can see every single word makes the word count timer go up and i'm like yes um so i've been really enjoying it it's been really good for me how about your book so what's your book uh
1: my book is how to be a creator um dot com (laughs) can we get a jingle yes exactly (laughs) special (laughs) effects Put more effort into this, i do some fancy animations. I like stuff, it. But I won't. Um so you just have to imagine those. They're sparkles. they're all there. These are sparkles. Yeah, I mean you're pretty sparkly.
2: Aw, thanks. <laughs> Sometimes.
1: Uh so yeah, I'm writing a, a nonfiction book. Um and it, it stems from the idea of what would I do if I had to do it all over again? And would I do everything just like I've done. Uh, Would I teach myself how to be an artist in the exact same way? And the answer is yes and no. Uh, I like the way things turned out, obviously, but I also would do a lot of things differently. And so that's sort of the the seed of the idea. And that exploded from one little article I was going to write into, oh god, now I have a book. Uh, I have way too many things that I need to write about and way too many things to say to to get it down to just an article. so I came up with that idea for, for the book form probably about two years ago and uh, started to outline that and develop it and really only established that I was gonna do the full book and started talking about it as of this past summer. Um, that's, kinda, that's kinda when I started announcing it and I should be able to get done with the rough draft and get it published probably the coming spring. Uh, I think I'll be able to do the spring. I don't think it'll take too much editing to get through. Um, I'll try to do my best, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I've got the goal of 30,000. Obviously, I had started with some already there. It wasn't starting from scratch. Um, so I think mine's up to, I've done like 17,000 nice. this month. That's so awesome. that gets us up to like 33,000 so far. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. It's, it's really fun. It's really difficult. Uh, like I like writing articles. I've written articles my entire career, but there's something about writing effectively 40 articles in a row, uh, and tying <laughs> them all together where it's like, Whoa, that's You that's get to a whole say so many opinions. <laughs> I, I, get to be so sassy. Um,
0: You sassy.
1: Yeah. I know it's a change. Uh, I get to tell people they're wrong. Oh. I know, very rarely and extremely respectfully, of course. Of course, I never mock them for their stupid opinions. <laughs>
0: Honey, <laughs> that guilty guys, <laughs> that face, <laughs> that's Noah's cheeky guilty face.
1: <laughs> I never have a cheeky guilty face. <laughs> I'm always innocent, always.
0: So innocent. Yeah. This is why he gets away with so much.
1: Mhm. <laughs> it is.
0: Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. So.
1: So I think before I started talking about mine, you were talking about something that I think is really important, and that is the fact that we've tracked our word progress every day, Mm. uh, because that has been hugely helpful for for me. Um, I kind of put off writing it for a while there because I was doing lots of freelance jobs and I was painting all the time, and I just didn't think I had the time to sit down and write, and it felt like such a daunting thing that it didn't feel like small contributions would do anything. It felt like if I sat down and wrote you know, 300 words that it wouldn't actually contribute to the total, right. uh, even though it does, it doesn't feel like it does. Um, and so being able to have an actual like visual register of how much I'm doing each day, and then how much that's actually adding up to is extremely helpful for me. Mm. Um, because I've written 17,000 words this month, and if I had sat down at November 1st and tried to write 17,000 words, <laughs> I would have jumped off the bridge down the road uh, and just given up. Be like, no, nope, that's not happening. No, it out. Nope, not doing this. It's complete failure. <laughs> it's I'm never going to happen. Burn the book. Just run away from society. <laughs> it's, it's clearly hopeless. But there's something about a thousand words a day that is entirely doable yeah. for me. Uh, you know, some days it is a slog and I barely get there. Uh, other days I've gotten up to somewhere around 3,000 words, and it's been pretty easy and smooth. Nice. And had good ideas, and things have just flowed. Mm. Uh, so it just varies. Uh, we've had a couple days where we had to do where we didn't do anything because yeah. we were out all day and stuff, doing things, and so we've had to make up for that. And
0: uh, I found it um, a really nice break from art, actually, mm. uh, because one of my struggles with art is I've um, I can never tell how much I'm progressing. Mm-hmm. I have no idea of my skill level. I have no idea how long a painting's gonna take me until I'm close to finishing it. Right. Um, I kind of am generally quite lost. I can't quantify it. Mm. Um, and that's something I didn't realize I was missing from my process until I started writing. Mm. Um, and I realized how much that made me tick, just having something that was indisputable. Okay, like there might be like a thousand words of crap, but it's a thousand words and no one can tell me it's not a thousand words, it is. And so just putting that down at the end of the day and watching that slowly took over um, and separating the process down into rather than like trying to do a first, like, so the first draft, rather than trying to make that the final edit, first Mm. off the bat, um, you're kind of breaking it down and going, right, I just need the thousand words down, next thousand words, next thousand words. And it's way more like easy to kind of climb along it. Right. and that really like gives me dopamine hits. <laughs> yeah. That kind of, it's ridiculous. I think it's probably the way I was, I don't know, I was brought up, I was very um, academic and mm-hmm. I had my homework diaries, but I'd write down everything and I'd cross yeah. it off when I was done. And oh, it's yeah. just kind of trained this pattern in me of like crossing something off is a massive pleasure hit for me. I'm like, I've done it and I yeah. feel good. Um, until I've done the like striking it off, I don't feel that great about it. Something about right. the extra again. I've done it, it's yeah. like, great. And writing has made me realize that. and uh, Making these spreadsheets, to get oh my god, my spreadsheet's way over the top. <laughs> it gets more elaborate s- every numbers. day. It changed again today. Oh, no. um, so basically, we've got these spreadsheets that we're using to track our growing word count. And we're just kind of doing fancy things with them, like kind of forecasting setting daily targets um, and that will adjust based on where you're at and all this stuff. And every day I add new numbers to it. So I'm like, what date do I think I'm going to finish? How many words do I think I'm going to have when I finish? Today it changes colour based on, uh, Mm. I know, (laughs) if I've hit, like, if I hit plus or minus 100 on my word Mm. goal... I get a yellow. Uh-huh. If I go over 100, my word goal, it goes green. And if I'm mm. under 100, my word goal, it goes red. Oh. So I've now got like a visual cue of like, it's like disco lights for uh, <laughs> on guess... know what I'm doing. I want my green boxes. Yeah. Um, and that is just ridiculously good at making me get on with it. Yeah. I, uh, I actually thought I'd finish today, and then I saw <laughs> it made like a stupid list of stupid numbers. I had a box that said, um, days until completion mm-hmm. and it said 10.07 and I was like, I can't leave it at zero 07. So then I wrote another hundred words so it would bump it down. It would you be know, like
1: you know, you could just round things, right? You know that you know that's a feature well, in spreadsheets. I, I, <laughs> <this
0: stuff. laughs> I got my roundup function going on in some of them. Um but I like that because yeah. if I hadn't seen that there saying zero seven, I'd have just, just gone. Oh. Um but because sense. it was point zero seven, I just Another hundred to get it yeah. down, like it's like watching the gas meter filling up and trying yeah. to get at the right round number, it was right. like that. Um, and that is just like it's made it so much easier to sit down and get on with the work. I don't question yeah. it. I don't have so many existential crises as I do with my art, yeah. uh, which tells me that I need to be looking at my art journey and kind of translating these things I've learned over about kind of yeah. quantifying the process and making the sort of tangible steps that I can do rather than just kind of being like, paint a painting. It's different steps broken down. Um, And that really works for me. It might not work well for other people, but it's more like a a how you can kind of draw information on how to improve your workflow from other areas of life. It's worked really well for me. Nice. And how about you? How has it been for you? Because I know that you don't quite derive the same... Box-ticking pleasure as I do. <laughs> Not quite, but no.
1: I, but I do understand it mm-hmm. and I do appreciate it. Um, it's it certainly helps for me to be able to do that. Um, I am a little bit more wishy-washy than you are, um, but it it has it has certainly helped. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly motivated me to keep going with this stuff. Um, I think the other main thing that's really helped me is just kind of participating in this thing even though we're not participating Uh, i think (laughs) yeah i i i do very well when i have like an extremely focused short duration sprint of work
0: Mm. Uh,
1: if you asked me to do this for a year don't think i could do that because that sounds exhausting (laughs) to me uh a month though a month is pretty doable a month, I can put off my painting work. Uh, I can find enough hours to do my assignments in in the spare time. Uh, I can neglect the rest of my life a little bit. Uh, you know, I can I can sacrifice a few things mm-hmm. for a month, and just do something that I don't necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not like every day I wake up and I'm like, oh right, I can't wait to write. <laughs> um, but for that brief time period, I can force myself into these new patterns, yeah. and I think I I like. Doing it that way?
0: I think that's um, actually something that's very important. Is a lot of people think that um, when they're trying to balance their lives, mm. they need to always, at every single point in their life, have everything in perfect balance. Right. Uh, they need to be waking up early, and they need to be having a nutritious, healthy breakfast that they've cooked from scratch and brought yeah. from the local organic yeah. market. <laughs> uh, they need to then go to the gym, but yeah. they should also be reading the news on the way to the gym. Yeah. And like, it's just like everything is so. That's a lot. That is yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like There are so many things that we feel we should be doing. Right. And it's hard to balance all those things and keep on top of them.
2: Right.
0: I think that allowing yourself to kind of rotate through priorities is really healthy. Mm. Uh, it allows you to kind of maintain some inspiration. Um, I certainly in the same way. If I've got a sprint kind of thing going on and I'm like, this month I'm doing this many words... That's way more exciting to me than I have a book to write and also I'm meant to be an artist at the same time. Also, I'm trying to lose some weight. It's just like, oh, God, that's terrible. But if I can kind of focus on one and make it fun and then kind of once that novel is done, it's not so much a pressure anymore. I can focus on other things. Um, I think that we put a lot of guilt on ourselves and think that everyone in the world is doing everything at once and we suck because we're not. Clearly they are. Always. Everyone's just like on go the whole time. Um, But, you know... It's fine to rotate things in and out, and I think it's I think I'd go insane if I couldn't. If I had, yeah. cause I've got so many things on the go at the moment. I've got several projects on the go, and if I had to do every one of those every single day, I would probably mm. just I'd just cry and yeah. be like, "Can I just Can I just change career again, please? <laughs> can I just go back to working in an office because that was mm. way simpler?" Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's a really good way of doing things.
1: Yeah, I like being able to dive in because before this, I was doing a lot of painting, uh, oil painting specifically, mm. and. That's all I was doing uh, that was my entire life was waking up and oil painting and then you know going to the gym occasionally yeah. uh, that was that was my life and it was great for that time period but I'm kind of glad I'm not doing that now this That's is exhausting. a nice this is a nice change of pace mm. and actually it does tend to get me kind of excited about it like mm. I've woken up at 4 a.m
0: I was gonna say this myself <laughs> like whenever we go through one of like Noah's sprints it'll be it doesn't happen to so much towards the end of the sprint but right. like you're like an obsessive worker when yes. you work. Um, you're not a consistent worker, Maybe. but you are like in full blast. Yes. Get up. I'll be like in the darkness, like what time is it? It's a time to get up and Noah's like creeping out the room at half three. And I'm like,
1: uh, well, <laughs> Sometimes I wake up at a stupid hour. I realize I have a lot of work that I need to get done that day because I've got my goal. And I'm like, I could try to go back to sleep. And my, my brain is way too awake for that. And so it's gonna take like an hour or two to get back to sleep, and then I get another hour or two of sleep. Or I could just wake up at 3.30, work for four hours, and be basically done with my work for the day by the time the sun rises, which feels pretty great.
0: It kind of sucks when I come Uh, downstairs at like six or seven o'clock, and I'm like, you know, I've been proactive, and uh, I'm up at six or seven o'clock, I'm ready to start working, and he's on the sofa, and he's like, yeah, I've done my work. (laughs) I've done 2,000 words today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what but it's yeah. it's good that you can do that it it works perfectly for you you're getting everything you need to done yeah and it's another thing that can be kind of difficult about that if because I do it sometimes I'll get up early and then I finish work by 10 o'clock mm. and I'm like that's ridiculous I have like nearly 12 hours until I'm back in bed I need to use this time to work yeah. and it could be quite difficult you beat yourself up because of all the extra time yeah um if you can set goals that you know that if you've met the minimum amount and you're happy yeah. and you don't have to do more um if you do more that's great yeah. but it's nice to be able to separate it out like that because otherwise you just end up working in a if i've sometimes i'll do that and i'll kind of i haven't decided at the outset what it is i'm trying to achieve yeah. and then simply get annoyed at myself if it's 2 p.m and i stop working and i'm like but there's so many hours left in the day it doesn't yeah. matter that i've written four thousand words i'm like yeah. no but there's still time yeah um so it can be nice to separate yeah it out. i think
1: that's a really important thing and an important aspect of setting really specific goals like this like i knew from the outset exactly what my word count goal was going to be mm. and that lets me slack off uh mm. like i finished off my word count for today and then i was like i could keep writing but it was not going well today it was not going smoothly or easily i was like no i think i'm just gonna stop working now mm. and that's fine like I've, I've done my word count i can i can not work for the rest of the day and things will be fine Yeah. Uh, and I think it's good to m- embrace that. Yeah. Because I, th- I think otherwise you end up in a pattern where you're just beating yourself up 24 7. Yeah. And obviously that's not going to motivate you to work. That's going <laughs> to do quite the opposite.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I think that's a really good way to mess yourself up.
0: I think that, especially as I was saying, we're all trying to do the best we can and be doing as many things as we can. Sure. Um, it means that if there are like if there are five things that are really important to us right now, the temptation is to try and do all of those at 100%. Mm. Uh, you know, you're going to give everything your best if it's important to you. Yeah. Um, and then if we can't hit 100% on anything, if we're getting 80% and really? we're just, like, exhausted and we hate ourselves because we didn't get 100
2: sure.
0: it's easier to kind of accept that you have as much energy as you have and you have as much time as you have and you have these priorities yeah. and dedicating just a small piece per day. Because it's like you said, it's like there's no way you would have done 17,000 words uh, if someone, t- if I kind of was like, you have to do seventeen thousand words, you'd just be like, no. Mm. Um, but little by little, you've done it, and mm. I'm the same. There's no way I'd have written. I'd, I don't know. I'm not that far ahead of you. Um,
1: yeah, you're like twenty-two or something, right?
0: Something like that. Twenty. Where am I at? Maybe twenty-five. Early. Twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Success. Mm. Um, there is no way I'd have done twenty-five thousand words this month if I'd focused on right. writing as fast as I could, because I'd have just burnt out and oh, yeah. stopped wanting to do it. Uh, if I'd done four thousand words on the first day, that yeah. would have not have put me further along. Yeah. Now I would have just burnt out. Yeah. Um, so accepting that, so for me, my current daily target, projected on how far I've come, is about like it's about one thousand two hundred, which is not much. Mm-hmm. Um, if I surpass that, that feels great. Mm-hmm. If I don't surpass it, I get to still know that I am going to I'm going to have the day off or focus on something else, right. and I'm still going to hit my goal by the end of the month. And that's yeah. all kind of like it's like a um, an investment like a currency, you've pre-decided a budget, yeah. um, and you're kind of allocating resources there. Yeah. You're not overspending, and you know that you're going to you're going to get there. Yeah. And that's like a nice way of doing it. Cause if I don't keep track of those goals really rigidly, I will just become miserable because I don't think I'm working hard enough. Right. Um, so that's something that's really nice. Um, yeah, and
1: I think without those goals, it is pretty easy to not work. Like I, I yes. quite enjoy writing but I don't tend to set aside the time for it. Um, partially because it just doesn't feel like my career. It feels like a, you know, excuse mm. to get away from painting and stuff like that. And it's an easy thing to just keep putting off. Yeah. Um, whereas as it stands with this current thing, it's it's pretty easy to prioritize that. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. a nice thing. It's very refreshing. Um, mm. Anyone who's definitely wanted to try this in the past and hasn't, uh, I would definitely recommend actually doing it actually committing to it because it's so easy to put off
2: yeah
1: uh like even looking at this one there was a few moments uh before we got started of like well maybe i shouldn't maybe i should be working on oil paintings and stuff maybe i should be working on this other stuff maybe i should be working on this i'm like no no i'm actually gonna I'm gonna cut like out we all that only stuff only and... decided
0: we were gonna do it i think like a couple of days beforehand oh yeah so we've been talking about it i think you first told me about it maybe when we were like Maybe February this year, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard it before you brought it up. And I think that was the first time. And we have talked about doing it so many times and sure. never committed to it. It was only a couple of days beforehand. And we were like, yeah, go on then. Yeah, let's go do it. On then. Like, oh, for sure, why not? Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad that we did.
2: Yeah,
0: we um, do. But let's talk a little bit about how to start because there'll be a lot of people who are listening to this who are like, okay, yeah, I really want to do this, but I've got no ideas. And like, yeah. I don't know where to begin. Yeah. Um, so. Um, for me, I don't know if you guys have heard of like, so there's supposedly two ways of starting and that's outlining and pantsing. Um, and so it's kind of outlining is fairly obvious. You'll sit down and you'll plan where everything's going and where it's going to be. And, um, and then pantsing is where you just sit down and you just kind of, uh, I'm a pantser. I do outline. Um, I spend a lot of time obsessing about things and writing down notes and stuff like that. So I do have like a, a fake vague idea of where I'm going but I never plan out a scene before I write it I just yeah. kind of I just close my eyes and I'm like right I'm the character boom boom boom, boom. Yeah. um which works great for me right. um you're more of an outliner
1: I'm definitely an outliner <laughs> uh I struggle to write pretty much anything uh beyond a very short short story mm. uh without an outline I I need to have an outline even for things that don't need an outline I need an outline yeah uh even when I'm say teaching an art camp course I will outline it rigorously I will you know outline the entire course structure I'll outline within each course like what I want to cover like Nested bullet points are just basically how I think. Yeah, uh, It's how I used to take <laughs> notes in just school and stuff. Dine. It's always like yeah. this goes within this and this goes within this and this is structured this way. That's just how I, how I think about things. Yeah. So when I think about writing a novel, which I am thinking about, um, I definitely will need a fairly significant outline. Yeah. Uh, I don't need like to know everything. I don't need to figure out everything in the first time but I need to at least have the general structure. Because yeah. I know that if I didn't, I'd have characters just staring off into space for like 50 pages, <laughs> bare minimum. Just like alive. thinking about life yeah. and thinking about <laughs> the existential crises yeah. they're growing through right then. And nothing will happen. Uh, so.
0: that's great. I kind of get that too. Um, I think this is why I chop and change between the two styles. So I will kind of I'm not um, like crying, by the way. <laughs> you got a bad contact yeah, lens. Yeah, my contact lens oh, no. is going crazy. It's okay. Like it's all
1: right. It's just, it just looks like it's a really emotional scene right you're now. You're just
0: like you're so upset uh, about the, the uh, existential crisis. This is very close to him. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what were we saying? <laughs> I don't know. Um. So I kind of switch back and forth between um when I, when I start writing. So like when I started writing my novel, like right. it, it evolved over the years. So it's kind of hard to pinpoint a point where I was like, this is the start of it. Right um the start was kind of I definitely started as an outliner right so I wrote down my oh, I actually have a tear oh, I do <laughs> oh no single tier.
1: single tier. hell yeah
0: this is such it's a touching so subject
1: weird. oh my god that first day when you started your novel
0: it was a big oh, deal god. um so it was like oh, I can hear clomping
2: <laughs> me
0: too <laughs> it's <laughs> it's fine um I basically kind of wrote down my ideas for the character. Mm. Um, I knew that I wanted to explore, I kind of, that was my bolt upright moment was I wanted to explore the theme of not knowing if you were good or bad mm. or thinking that someone else was bad and finding out they're good or vice versa. Mm. I liked the clipping kind of things on their yeah. head. So I kind of wrote this down yeah. and then I was like, what kind of character do I want then? And I was like, right. well, I want a a good character that you all want to love right. who then realizes that she's not as good as she thinks she is. and right. uh, So that you can kind of go through that with her. And then I was kind of writing these things down. I was like, what, Kind of, and but in terms of actual telling the story, like you could write a thousand words of outline. Right. But when you come to a hundred thousand word novel, Mm -hmm. it doesn't even come close to telling you what you need to do. It's just like it's just thoughts and themes and the stuff that goes into writing a novel. I feel like for every, like every novel, I feel like it's only scratching the surface of what the author actually thought about. Like that's that book there is about ten percent about of what the author thought about. They had all these other ideas for backstories, right. they, they had to know that there were things happening underneath that they never even bring up because it's not important to the reader, right. but the author had to think that through. Right. So I found that outlining helped me kind of narrow down, but then it reached a point where I just couldn't think of anything good to outline anymore, I was kind hmm. of, I reached a point uh, that I couldn't move past where I just, I kind of I had these ideas that were just swirling around and around in my head and just like swirling the gutter. I was just like, right. I can't get rid of these ideas. I'm writing them down, but they're not progressing. Right. They're just getting trapped. And that's when I started pantsing. Mm-hmm. And for me, that just helped unclog all of the problems I was having that basically, like, I kind of resigned to the fact that it was going to be nonsense, probably at first. Sure. Um, and I just let myself write maybe four chapters of nonsense. hmm But then I understood why it was nonsense Hmm. and suddenly I was like I actually like I kind of I like the whole letting your characters do the talking thing Mm -hmm. Um, and the characters started to do things I didn't expect them to and I was like that's cool I need to write this down and I'd make an outline note Mm -hmm. that actually that character should do this and there's this other cool character that just came out of nowhere they need to be in here and then I know to edit that back Mm -hmm. write again with my new direction edit that back write again and I've done that like I don't know how many times I've rewritten it. I'm going to say, if you want to churn out a novel in a month, don't do the way I do it. But it was a really nice way of just, because I get stuck so much. There's so many times where I'm like, well, I have about 10 ideas on where to go next, and I don't know what one's the right one. Sometimes I just kind of chuck the outline out the window altogether, just kind of like go all zen. And I'm like, I am Ava. (laughs) What happens? And I just let it come out. I don't worry about fancy literary styles. I don't worry about throwing in all these kind of, Nice words. I just sure. kind of, I just tell it, uh, and then I'm like, I can come back and dress it up later. But I just want to get the skeleton down. I want yeah. there to be like, when there's dialogue, I want it to be as dialogue would come. I don't want to kind of force it. I want right. it to be what tumbled out of my head, yeah. uh, which is how conversations at least for me tend to go. <laughs> Sorry. Really? <laughs> I would never
2: guess. Just
0: fired it out of my head. I'll deal with it. Like tidying it up later yeah. um but that for me was the only way i could get started i was so yeah. petrified by trying to get it right and to an extent nanowrimo has helped me understand that about myself because before that i would kind of freeze for a month at a time and be like i don't know what to write next uh whereas nanowrimo was just like i don't care i gotta write something i gotta work yeah. out i gotta hit and i have actually rewritten a bunch of stuff as i've been doing NaNoWriMo. um and it really help me solve some problems so sometimes I feel like if you're like stuck and you don't know how to get started just do it yeah. uh, it doesn't have to be brilliant the first time you try it if you've got an idea even if it's just a scene or like a if it's a non-fiction thing if there's something that you've seen that you're kind of passionate about and you don't know what the point is but you just want to write it yeah. you could just try writing it if the outlining's not working for you just write it yeah. you don't have to show it to anyone immediately.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, sometimes just getting it down unclogs all of the like, backlog of thoughts. Oh, yeah. And it makes it something real. And suddenly it's something to tweak rather than something to create. Yeah. Um, so that would be my suggestion if you're kind of struggling to get started. Yeah. Do you have any?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, for me, even though I do outline extensively, as I'm writing, that's when I realize everything I forgot when I was outlining. Uh, I think a lot better as I start writing, mm. and so my outlines will change drastically for one thing, uh, as well as expand immensely. Mm. Uh, they, I'll think of all sorts of different subjects that I'm not covering, um, and my outlines will often be a bit vague. Like I'll, you know, for instance, have a chapter about practicing, and of course, practicing is good, and that might be <laughs> all that I have in the outline. You know, practice lots, practice real you good. You should practice. Uh, But when I start to actually get to writing that chapter, all of a sudden I realize I have 2,000 words to say on practicing. And so all of a sudden it becomes this major subject. Mm. Um, So even though I outline, I don't always outline to a minute degree. Uh, I have, um, when I first did The Art of Freelancing, Mm. um, I outlined everything I was saying in there. The Uh. the outline is tens of thousands of words, I think. Wow. Uh, It was very, very intense. Because uh, I mean, it was talking about business and marketing, and I would never done anything like it before, and mm. I wanted to do it just right. Can't really and so that. it just took for, forever to get down, but um, I think it helped a lot, obviously, mm. when I did that. Another thing I want to mention is there's a really good article that I showed you uh, by Brandon Sanderson. Um, on outlining versus pantsing mm. and it also gets into exactly how he outlines all of his novels and he is a Ridiculously successful and good writer and he turns out probably two or three novels a year uh, Regularly for like years now. He has been churning out just novel after novel after a novel. Machine. After. <laughs> he really is he just <laughs> just puts out consistently wow. great stuff and um, and it, it's, it's notable to see somebody that can do that, because we always have this idea of writers as kind of yeah, kind of wishy-washy people that might write two novels in their lifetime, never finish the third, and then die. <laughs> uh, you know, that has happened several times, yep. and uh, you never know. Um, so it's nice to see these writers like Brandon Sanderson and Stephen King that do, do work that is so consistently of a high quality, Yep. and in such a rigorous manner. Um, Was
0: Stephen you know, King not a pantser? Was uh, he against He pantsing? is, but he's okay. consistent. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: No, he's. I'm more talking about his his level of consistency. The fact that he writes every single day. Yeah. Um, for a certain number of hours or words or whatever it is, um, and there's something to be to be said for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. Cool. Um, so
0: how about? Um, Helping people come up with ideas because there might be people who, on the flip side, are listening to this and they're like, "I have no problem getting down and working. I just don't know. I don't have any good ideas."
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't have any good ideas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, it's the man well, behind the a Man.
1: To be fair, I'm I'm currently working because I'm thinking, uh, even though I had the goal of thirty thousand words this month, I don't actually know that my book that I'm working on is actually going to be able to keep going for that long. Uh, I have a feeling I might get to the end of it before I hit thirty thousand words. Uh, It's going to be a short book and I already started with about 16,000 and I never intended it to be any bigger than like a little tiny book Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a chance I'm gonna get hit that goal and then I'm gonna be confused because I'm gonna Still have more words to write this month. And so I'm currently considering and contemplating uh, doing a fiction novel and So actually just the other day I was starting to write down some ideas and I think for me That's kind of how I do it is write down a short you know, three sentence idea of either a theme I want to cover or a certain character doing something. Um, you know, uh, that's kind of how I would start. I would mm-hmm. start very vague like that, and then start breaking it down into a three part something or a five part something. Mm-hmm. Look at three different stages that this novel is going to go through, or five different acts. Yeah. You know, however you like to structure things. For me, it always logically makes sense to break things down into either three or five, um, even the nonfiction book I'm writing right now is a three-part thing. (laughs) Uh, So for me, that's just kind of usually a logical way to go about it. It's usually a beginning, middle, and end. Mm. Um, And I like to structure my stuff like that. Um, So yeah. Cool. Do you have any ideas on coming up with stuff? I would say that...
0: I think that people think that coming up with a good idea is more of a divine experience than it is. Yes. Um, I would say that a lot of people don't realize they have a good idea <laughs> idea until it's finished, and yes. someone says this is really good, and you're like, yeah. and it can take, it can take one attempt, it can take ten attempts, or you could take like I don't know, you could spend your whole life trying. Right. But usually, the only thing that makes an idea really good is just that the person finished it and they were mm-hmm. really careful about it um it's quite often not the idea in the first instance that's golden it's the execution of it Mm -hmm. um so i'd say that not to beat yourself up too much about trying to find the perfect idea because that especially in your first novel or anything like that um there's a huge pressure to get it right first time it's going to be your first novel it's your magnum opus Mm. it's not it's really not like most most authors don't become successful on their first novel Mm. um and it's there is not, I know that for years, I mean, like I said, that my story first, it first took form when I was 18, which is now eight years ago. And that has changed so many times. It was only this year when I finally went, oh, whatever, you know, any idea, just do it and stop trying to question it. That's when it finally took form. And now it's so much better than any of the ideas I ever had. Um, I would say that in order to get started coming up with an idea, um, for me, it was just thinking about kind of noting what got me like going what got me passionate about things um and for me personally it came off of I realized I got riled up when I was reading in the news about people who thought they were doing good and were actually doing bad Mm. or vice versa um it fascinated me especially kind of the partisan politics we have at the moment that both sides are so adamant that they're Mm. right and that the other side is evil that fascinated me I was like how can you be so convinced that the same actions are on one side evil and one side good. Like, yeah. how does this make any sense? Right. Um, and I realised that as I was reading social media and stuff like this, it was this that got me riled up. And mm. so that kind of, it took me a while to realise that was what I wanted to write about. I didn't want to write a biological hash of right. what's going on in the world. Uh, biological? <laughs> that came out of nowhere! I do not mean biological, I mean political. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to kind of just make a, a political observation right. i didn't really want to do that which is why i stayed away from grand fantasy politics sure. um i was much more interested in that personal kind of experience of right and wrong mm. um and that was all that my idea was in the first instance that's all it needed to be uh, mm. that was as much as this has been evolving for eight years now that was the spark moment that turned right. it into what it currently is right. um and that came from me having no idea what i was doing i had like a big old list of potential characters, none of whom have made it into this version of the story, might I had. Nice. Um, and, like, over the years, I've drawn them so many times, and obviously sure. they, just, they just didn't make it because they weren't relevant anymore. It was that one kind of, OK, this is what excites me. Um, and then I let it kind of grow from there. That was my cornerstone of my idea. And then everything else that kind of came out of that was a manifestation of what interested me. Um, so if you're kind of struggling to come up with ideas, really kind of analyse what it is that either riles you up or makes you smile or anything anything that evokes something in you that you know that you could get obsessive about. Mm. Um, kind of observe your behaviours during the day, the kind of things that you like to do to unwind or the kind of things that you like that upset you and mm. kind of pin that, something that's really close to you and kind of think about how you might be able to explore that. Yeah. And to me, that's all that a good idea needs to be. The yeah. rest of a good idea is its execution,
2: yeah. I
0: think. And then that just comes with like consistency like you said just yeah. just kind of being disciplined and keeping at it mm. um and then i think i'm certainly going to be confused when i've finished my novel and i'm yeah. i'm i feel like it's going well i'm pretty confident with it yeah. and that shocks me because for 8 years i've been floundering around like oh i can never write a novel <laughs> and now i've got 58,000 words yeah. i've got characters that when i read back through it they make me laugh and yeah. i get choked up when i read it and i'm yeah. like it's a good sign whoa yeah. <laughs> that's a novel and i just didn't think I'd ever do it, and yeah. they in like the last, it's been less than a year that this whole thing has emerged, and I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. cool, um, that's so you don't have to have some divine, like, inspiration, the clouds probably won't part, it's mm-hmm. a case of making it for yourself, I think, yeah. and if it's not a bestseller, first time, it shouldn't be.
1: It's totally going to be a bestseller. Honey, yeah, that's the expectation. Stop it! Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look back on this video in like five years, and you're gonna be I'm like, oh, best-selling so author and all that. And yeah. He's so sweet. Yeah, that's the point. My, my favorite fan. I mean, I am gonna too. It's not just you. I'm gonna be the other non-fiction number one bestseller. Yeah, you're nice. gonna be the fiction. Yeah. Yeah, I we're like gonna, it. Yeah, we got this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But don't expect that. But totally expect it. <laughs> Stop it. it. Yes. It's like I'm fully I'm fully emotionally resigned to the idea of my first novel flunking. Sure I'm like super passionate about it. Yeah. I love writing it, and I think it's great right. <laughs> But then if I didn't think it's great, there's a problem yeah. um, and I'm kind of fully committed to the eventuality that I will sell like 50 copies and I will be super proud of myself and it never sells again, (laughs) and i am like, okay, uh, fine, but that's okay, because then that idea is done, I've learned from it, and suddenly, there's fewer possibilities in the world for me to explore, and I know where I'm going next, Uh, and that's all it is. It doesn't have to be a massive, like, crazy experience. Hmm. Um, Just do the thing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just do the thing. Mm And with that, I just had my belly rumble. Oh, so we should go get some food. We should probably go get some food, unless right. it's anything. Can you think nah, of anything? Get, anything? Nah, no, cool. All. Let's go and save my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? I hope the mic isn't picking that up. terrible. <laughs> oh, no. It's deep, and you're and crying deep. again. I
1: know. <laughs> I'm just, like, crying. We're just having a breakdown. This is down. a really
0: dramatic ending oh, to the creator's oh. chat. <laughs>
1: you just got to me so
0: much. Oh, I'm all right,
2: so emotional. Oh,
1: all right. Well, that'll do it for us. It's been fun. So we'll see you guys next time.
2: Bye.